Hi, I'm Nicholas McGurr, author of The Afterlife and host for Stories in a Cemetery. You can find all my fiction works with themes of the afterlife on nicholasmcgurr.com. That's N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S-M-C-G-I-R-R.com. As a writer, I do research, and that research is more than likely inside a haunted location or a cemetery. Like you, I'm curious about the afterlife, and always looking for a new topic for my next book. I hope you enjoy this episode of my research as much as I did in using it for my fiction works. Let's get into today's story in the cemetery. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 15. We're almost at that 20 mark. So as promised, uh, I will uh, continue doing these on Fridays. Seems that the consensus from you guys says that the best time to listen to stories in a cemetery is on Fridays. So here we go with another episode. It is Thanksgiving as I'm recording this. Uh, April is out uh, working in the retail world. So if you were out shopping tonight or you're going to be out shopping this weekend, please be kind to those retailers out there. As somebody who used to work in retail for over 20 years, trust me, Black Friday weekend starting on Thanksgiving these folks give up a lot. They give a lot of time at home with their families. Sometimes they give up the actual meal of Thanksgiving, and they are out working like crazy to make sure you guys find all those deals, which, in my honest opinion, you can find better deals in the dead of July. So why you're out shopping right now, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. I don't get it. But again, working in retail for so long, you, you kind of get numb to the Black Friday deals. So again, just be kind to those folks out there. Uh, they're working really hard. Uh, a couple housekeeping notes. Merch is still uh, underway. It's being developed and designed. Stay tuned. I know some of you have already contacted me about you know, the logo going on which color shirts and what type of shirts they'll be going on, uh, which I can't wait to see You know, the final product that me and April design. And of course, these will be giveaways either on my Stories in a Cemetery tours or to the Buy Me a Coffee folks that are going to support the show, which you can support the show through buymeacoffee.com. Of course, there'll be a link in the show notes uh, for just a dollar a month or just a dollar. I drink pretty cheap coffee. So as long as I stay fueled with caffeine, I can continue writing. I can continue researching and investigating some more haunted locations. Uh, Last but not least, reviews for the show. So if you are a fan or you've become a fan just recently, uh, wherever you listen, you can make comments on CastBox. You can review on Stitcher. And of course, you can also review on Apple Podcasts. Um, I will say I have one bad review on Apple Podcasts with no explanation, but that's okay because the show is getting better. You're obviously still here. So let's let's show that one person um, who left a two-star review that you like Stories in a Cemetery and you want me to keep going. So, again, comments on CastBox, review on Stitcher, uh, or reviews on Apple Podcasts. Or what's cool about Anchor, the host for this show, is you can actually leave me a voice comment, uh, and that can actually be plugged right here into the show. So if you tell me a ghost story through the voice comments or you want to remain anonymous, that's fine too. What's really cool about that is I can just add it to the show. Um, and who knows, you might actually have a really cool story that I might want to interview you over and, and hear your, your side of the story. So guys, that's all I pretty much have for the uh, housekeeping notes. And episode 15 is all about the Swamp Fox Ghost Town. That's, that's a coin term that I made up 
So if it catches on, awesome, it went viral. So, but it's the Swamp Fox Ghost Town. First off, Swamp Fox, you should know, is Francis Marion. And we're going to talk about the ghost town of the Colonial Dorchester site. That is in Somerville, South Carolina. And this place is super cool. It's part of the uh, Charleston Parks, the state parks here in the Charleston area. Somerville is about 20 minutes or so away from uh, downtown Charleston. So if you're kind of wondering where that's at because you're not from here, it's about 20 minutes inland, so that's that's a term we use here over on the East Coast is inland, going west, in other words. But when you when you pull in, there's there's some really cool features, like right as soon as you pull in, you can't miss them before you even park. Um, and once you do park, you can see most of these structures that I'm going to talk about that are actually left from the Revolutionary War. Uh, first off is the Bell Tower from St. George's. It was burned at one point in time, um, and there's pictures of it on the blog post for this episode. Super cool that we were able to restore just the bell tower. Unfortunately, the rest of the church uh, was burned to the ground, according to my research. But I left a picture up of what it looks like today and what it looked like after it was burned. And you can really see where, you know, our architect's really jumped in and were able to kind of reconstruct the original look to the bell tower and it, it's not roped off i mean you can walk right underneath it i have actually have pictures of the the very tip of the the bell tower from the inside super cool structure i mean you could just feel the history coming off of this thing absolutely amazing and stunning structure standing right you know as soon as you pull in it's on the right hand side uh, just in front of the bell tower, um, and, and you could this is easily missed, is kind of a small graveyard. I, I would say six, maybe seven. I didn't do a count of how many graves are actually there. Might be a little bit more now that I'm looking at pictures of it. Um, some old, some new. And it has got a small brick wall, maybe a foot and a half to two foot high around it. And again, open to the public. You can walk right through it. Of course, I, you know, out of respect for the dead, I always either step over or step around where the, the body may lie after the headstone. Very easy to get to this place and very easy to see the bell tower. But if you look right in front of it, you'll see the small graveyard, which is super cool. Always old graveyards are awesome. So the other thing is once you park towards the back, you'll see where the actual fort was for the Revolutionary War that actually held a powder magazine which just the remains are there now it was burned down as well and that is roped off so that way it, it can't be damaged any further and we can still learn from it and but the the fort itself is actually made out of it's a tabby wall which is cement and oysters and it was part of the structures that they used to use back in the late 1700s mid 1700s to late 1700s and you can actually see a piece of this uh, type of structure also downtown because um, they use the same type of structures downtown and you can find that at Marion Square but uh, there, this is actually the most well-preserved tabby wall in the United States according to the research that I went through was damaged uh, from the earthquake of 1886 so there are some cracks there are some like leaning parts of the wall uh, so when you do visit this location uh, you know, just be respectful that the wall, even though it's, you know, concrete um, and cement, 
I'm not concrete. It's actually it's cement and oysters. It's tabby. You know, not to lean on it, not to climb on it. You know, those kind of things. And there's signs all over that that tell you to you know, you know, not damage um, any part of the structures that are still left on the site. Another cool thing too there is that during low tide, uh, you can actually see the wharf and the dock that was used for this this community. Uh, you know, and when I talk about the Colonial Dorchester site, like this was a thriving small town. Um, it was used for trade. Um, it actually had houses. It had schools, obviously a church with the graveyard. The wharf and the dock was there. You know, th this was a, a community for our settlers. You know, obviously it, it sprung some interest, you know, when I was researching, and I'll tell you what I was researching later on, to find more locations that were tied to Charleston's history. And this site, obviously being so close, I mean, I live in Somerville, and it's kind of off uh, off a main road you don't really see it unless you know exactly where you're going so again some really cool structures here it is actually part of the park system so i mean you could go there there's benches you can you know actually go have lunch there take your lunch it's very peaceful uh you can actually see some of the pictures on the blog post that i posted that show exactly how peaceful this place is um, it doesn't get a whole lot of visitors unfortunately because again it is kind of hidden and you know, it's off a main road, but I would still say it's off a beaten path that if you don't know exactly where you're going, it's kind of hard to find. Um, and I'll make sure like on the blog post that there is the map. There's always a location. I, I always tag the location of where, you know, my haunted places or investigations took place. So if you are visiting through here or you're from here, you know, check out the blog posts, you know, not just this one, but, you know, all the others. I always tag the location on a map so you can find it easily. But again, I mean, this place is very peaceful. And there are kind of like information guides to kind of push you along, like through the path of like how the community was set up, what the housing structures look like, where the schoolyard was. There's even um, like a street sign, like a wooden street sign. And it looks newer. It doesn't look like it was original, but it still shows you at least where the alley was and their, their main street running behind the church. Very cool to see all of this. And the reason why there was a powder magazine there is from the uh, Revolutionary War. And Francis Marion, the Swamp Fox, and Thomas Sumter were actually stationed here to protect the powder magazine. Very cool stuff. Of course, a ton of history comes out of this place. And as you walk through it, I've walked through it several times, you can just feel the history. You can kind of imagine how all of the housing structures were set up. Obviously, where the church was, where the graveyard is. You can see where this would have been a perfect location for our settlers to actually settle. So, guys, let's take a quick break and we will be right back. And we're back. So, thanks again, guys. Uh, I know I thank you every week or every episode for allowing me to put in sponsors, but this is my job. So I write books and I tell ghost stories to you. So putting sponsors in there helps move things along. Can't thank you guys enough. And of course, check out the sponsors. You know, it's really cool stuff. I wouldn't put it in there if I didn't find that it was actually relevant to either to the material or related to the podcast in some way, shape, or form. Uh, so getting back to the Swamp Fox Ghost Town, and I just love saying it like that because it, it sounds... Super awesome and rad, and who doesn't love to say Swamp Fox? So anyway, um, so I will tell you that I started this investigation back in October of 2018. 
And, and that seems like a long time because we're now in November, almost December of 2019. But I visited this location several times and it kind of came back up when I was investigating another project, which I will tell you, and if you remember from last week's episode, I told you about The Secret by Byron Price. This location came up during my research for The Treasure by Byron Price. We're going to stop here for a second because if you're not sure what I'm talking about, the book The Secret, A Treasure Hunt by Byron Price, and that's P-R-E-I-S-S, holds 12 pictures with 12 different verses. And of course, uh, there's a story in the front of the book. But each of the 12 pictures represents 12 different locations around the United States. And then you have to match up the verse to the right picture to find a buried treasure. It is known that Charleston is holding onto one of these treasures. So once I heard about this, I had to dive in because it's all about putting clues together, which is basically what my job is with investigations. It's I hear things from the spirit box, I get the EMF readings, I find the cold spots, and I have to kind of piece everything together in order to find a, a location haunted. So with this, this kind of was working for me twofold. I, I will say that um, I, I think I'm onto something a little different with the, the Byron Price uh, treasure hunt for Charleston. Of course, I'm not going to reveal too much information here. I will tell you that the Colonial Dorchester site is not holding on to the treasure, like it's not buried there. But I will tell you that this is all part of that type of research for the location that I do believe that it's in. I am going to test some of the theories that I have uh, in the upcoming weeks uh, with, with a partner of mine, and we are going to kind of try to piece this all together so that it all makes sense so again i was at the colonial dorchester site back in october of 2018 and i've been to it several times i've been there to walk byron it's just a peaceful place and back in october of 2018 i did have an emf reading from the bell tower now if you recall i didn't have all of the equipment that i have now back then so I was using an EMF app, which does work, has been tested several times over. I still use it on my ghost hunting experiences, the tours that I give in downtown Charleston. And it is an accurate tool to have in the events that you don't have an actual EMF detector. And if you're, you know, if you want to know what the app is, it's just called EMF detector. You could test it around several electrical items around your home um, and you'll find some relevant information. So I did get some readings back in 2018, and I was like, let me head back and let me see if I can find some more with the actual equipment that I have now. I found absolutely nothing. There was no EMF detection at all from the tabby wall of the fort down by the docks, nothing on the bell tower, nothing in the, the wooded area behind the church, nothing from the cemetery absolutely no readings from the emf detector the spirit box was spitting out random words that made no sense and i couldn't link any of the words to the actual location of the site this was literally a ghost town even from the ghosts however with the research that i did i could not find any related death or tragedy besides the fires that was linked to the site. 
So you're probably wondering, Nick, why are you even telling us this story if there's no ghosts? Guys, I do research. I look for obscure locations that might be haunted. What better place to go than somewhere that our settlers came in the 1700s? They lived here. Granted, there may have been some deaths. But nothing was tragic enough to leave a spirit here. So you're probably wondering what actually happened to the people if they didn't die there. Well, after the Revolutionary War, they were starting to get scared. They started to flee the area, going to more of a safer place. A lot of that was down in the Georgia area, and sometimes they went even further down to Florida. Some people stayed right here in Somerville, but they just went to a different place. So I have no evidence other than one EMF spike that I had back in October of 2018. I'm unable to recreate that piece of evidence. That's usually a good sign for me. Here's why. Because if there's something that I can recreate literally a year later in the exact same spot, that usually means that there's something human-made that's influencing my tools and my equipment. So I had a spike, which means something was there, and it was on the bell tower. I want to say it was the west side of the bell tower. I have pictures of where it was. But my intent is to find obscure locations that have hauntings, and the Colonial Dorchester gave me a deeper history of Charleston, and it's helping me understand some of the other hauntings. We have great men like Thomas Sumter and Francis Marion that were stationed here. I now understand why. Francis Marion comes up a lot with my research. So guys, I hate to say it, but this is just merely a ghost town. This was literally just a story in a cemetery. There's no ghosts. There's no hauntings. But I will tell you, if you are looking into the history of Charleston and you're here, and you want to understand some of the other things that are happening downtown, this is one of the locations that you also need to visit. Guys, that wraps up my soapbox this week. I hate to disappoint without any ghosts. But again, this is such a great location, and it's still an investigation. As an author and a researcher, there's no way that I can post up every episode with great hauntings and stories of things that I found with evidence. Who knows? Maybe the ghosts were just hiding from me. They seen my equipment and they went the other way. Who knows? I'll still visit the site. If I come up with any new evidence, of course I'll post it. Of course I'll update this episode. But for now, I have no evidence that says that the Colonial Dorchester site in Somerville, South Carolina has any hauntings whatsoever. So guys, let's wrap up this episode with a couple of reminders. So... Got some merch coming, Stories in a Cemetery merch with the big bright green SITC logo going to be on the front. Can't wait to see what that looks like. Uh, you can support the show and keep me fueled with cheap coffee for only a dollar on buymeacoffee.com. Uh, don't forget to leave those reviews and comments on CastBox, Stitcher, Apple, and Anchor. And again, if you have a voice comment for me on Anchor, um, I may just post it in the show. I'd love to hear from you guys. Tell me more of your ghost stories. Give me something to post in the middle of the show. Um, I'm getting some of your stories through the email signups, but leave me a voice message. And don't forget, if you're a local or you're just vacationing uh, in Charleston, Stories in a Cemetery is more than just this podcast. 
It's also an interactive ghost hunting experience through downtown Charleston. Uh, you can check out the show notes on how to get tickets for that. And guys, that has been awesome. I can't thank uh, the folks that have been coming on these tours with me because I'm finding new evidence every single time. If you check out the website, go to the tour audio page. You can actually listen to some of these tours um, or all of them if you want to. That's part of the experience. You get to use these tools and, and everything that I have. I have grid pen. I have a spirit box. I have the EMF detector. You know, like there, there's tools to be handed out to the to the patrons in the, in the I don't want to say tourists, but the guests on my tour. And then I record the entire thing to listen for EVPs later. So it's a full-on investigation. I take you to some haunted locations downtown. We might find some new ones. You never know what we're going to find. I never know what we're going to find. I can't guarantee ghosts, but I can guarantee that we're going to hit some alleged haunted locations where I get activity from time to time. Guys, check that out on my website. That's nicholasmcgur.com. I think I say it enough either in the intro and the outro. So, guys, that's all I have for this week. And again, if Fridays is not a good day for you to listen to stories in a cemetery and you want to hear it on a different day because it interrupts another show that you'd like to listen to, uh, just let me know. Uh, shoot me an email or a Facebook message. You can find me. Uh, there's a stories in the face stories in the Facebook stories in the cemetery Facebook page, and uh, of course you can. Uh, catch up on some of the things there if you want to know when a new episodes and the merch is coming out sign up for the newsletter on the website and i will talk to you guys next week thanks so much for listening to today's story in a cemetery be sure to check out the show notes with pictures and bonus audio sections on nicholasmcgurd.com as you know i'm a writer and now you have another story that inspires me to write my fiction works be sure to share this episode on your social media or leave me comments on the Stories in the Cemetery Facebook page. I'll see you next time with another Story in the Cemetery.